2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. You're out, you're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock, and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes, too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it.
0: Dan Patrick.
3: Champagne
2: will be flowing. Happy New Year, Dan Patrick fans. Happy (laughs) New Year. 2022 has arrived.
4: At 1:56 a.m., I got a Happy New Year text from Todd Fritz. (laughs) Fritzy, what are you
5: doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the
2: freak up. We're on to a new sexy Dan Patrick calendar now. Uh, I just saw the calendar dance. Yeah. Still got it. <laughs> a new collection of provocative photos and a blank slate of possibilities. Broadcasting from the
5: Mercedes man cave. How many days can you say happy New Year? Is today it? Obviously on New Year's Day you can say it and then that's it. Or is it the end of the week and then we're done? This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Monday. Good to be back. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick's show. More phone calls, emails, tweets. Carson Palmer will join us, get his thoughts on Antonio Brown. And did Aaron Rodgers win the MVP last night? And does Aaron Rodgers play in the season finale against the Detroit Lions? We'll hear from Aaron coming up here in a moment. Also, we will highlight the greatness of Cooper Cup with what he did, what he has done and uh, still has one more game to go. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. The poll question for the final hour, Paulie.
4: Oh, for the final hour. All right, we had the poll question was, if you don't have a team in the playoffs, who are you going to root for? Bengals are blowing away the field there. 62% of the country likes the Bengals. Okay. I have a poll question. I, I think it's interesting. Uh, Browns at Steelers tonight. I'm assuming Baker Mayfield's playing, correct? And starting? I guess. Well, if he loves football, he is.
5: Yeah. If it, well, I, I hope th- he's not opting out like some of these players do in the bowl
4: games. Uh, that's kind of the point. Is Shouldn't he opt out tonight? Because that game is not a relevant football game. They cannot win their way into the playoffs. No,
5: so if, his persona? Well, this is up to the coaching staff.
4: Well, it's also up to him. He could, he could not play if he chose to.
5: Mm, yeah. He, he's the franchise
4: quarterback. He's got to protect himself for the future of the franchise. This game does not help them in any way and resting him would protect him from further injury, and he already has a serious left shoulder injury, correct?
5: You're playing the Steelers. Yeah. He still wants to, needs to prove himself. He can't say he doesn't want to play. This would be the coaching staff saying, we think it's best looking at next year that he doesn't play.
4: We pat people on the back for pacing themselves, for protecting their interests, protecting the team's interests. Based off that, should Baker Mayfield start or not start tonight? That's the poll question.
5: Um... Well, I can only say, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I want to play tonight.
4: It's interesting, though, but the college player, I know they haven't been paid yet. He hasn't been paid yet, not the big bucks. Yeah. What if he got himself injured worse tonight?
5: Well, there's always that chance. But he is getting paid still millions of dollars to play. Rivalry game. Yeah, you're playing the Steelers. It's Ben's last home game. I don't know. If I'm Baker, I want to play. Now, should Aaron Rodgers play next week against Detroit? That's a more interesting question for me because I thought, as I mentioned this three weeks ago or two weeks ago, if they, you know, sew up home field advantage, maybe you don't play against the Lions. Now you have that scenario. Aaron was asked about that after last night's win against the Vikings.
0: Aaron, I don't know if these are two different answers here, but do you want to play next week? And do you think you need to play next week?
6: Uh, I don't think I need to play, just like I don't think I need to practice all the time. But I do enjoy
5: practicing, and this is the first game that my toe got through the game without any issues. Uh, no pregame uh, painkiller shot, so I'm feeling good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. I, uh, there was definitely
4: a time uh, a few weeks ago when we start to project out and think if we can get the one seed, that could be you know two plus weeks of rest, but I'm going to play next week, and uh, I expect Devontae to play and our guys to play. So we're looking forward to
5: finish off the season on a high note and, and then uh, getting the bye. I think Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last night. I think Cooper Cup is the top five candidate. Uh, Jonathan Taylor with the Colts should be there. Tom Brady, back-to-back seasons of uh, at least 40 touchdowns. Now, those are the offensive players right now. You know, you look at uh, Cooper Cup's numbers. I mean, they're they're pretty crazy, um, and there were a lot of people who weren't sure if he was going to be, you know, maybe one of those receivers that we get out of the MAC, where you go, you know, that guy was really good in the MAC, but is he going to be good enough in the NFL coming out of Eastern Washington? But you know, he had another uh, very con- uh, productive day against Baltimore. He's trying to lead the league in the triple crown. That's uh, receptions, yards, and touchdowns last receiver to do that. I'll give you the year he's in broadcasting. 2005. Yes, Pauly.
4: I think I have it. Steve Smith of
5: Carolina, Steve Smith from Carolina, Cooper cup, the fourth receiver in history, And in a 16-game season, to have at least 100 catches, 1,500 yards, and 15 touchdowns. And I went back to the draft. Corey Davis was the big guy for Tennessee out of Western Michigan. Mike Williams out of Clemson went to the Chargers. John Ross went to the Bengals at nine. And then no receivers until Zay Jones of East Carolina went to Buffalo. Curtis Samuel went to Carolina out of Ohio State. Juju Smith-Schuster out of USC. And then at pick number 69, Cooper Cup. Chris Godwin went 84th to Tampa. Kenny Galladay, 96th to Detroit. Interesting draft where the back part of the draft is where you got the production there. But Cooper Cup, you know, just having that. We've seen Matthew Stafford be erratic. That he can make a throw where you have the following. How many quarterbacks make throws where you go, oh, my God, to, oh, my God. Matthew Stafford might be the league leader where you're going, wait, you just threw another pick six? Or then he'll make a throw. You know, Odell Beckham yesterday prior to the touchdown where you go, man, that's a great throw. But Cooper Cup has been the safety valve. You know, no Robert Woods. You lose Cam Akers. You know, this. he's been the consistent person there, the constant there. And that's why I think he deserves MVP consideration. I was also wondering about the Jags. And I saw this with Peter King's column. You know, the Jaguars, we always talk about, man, that team's got a lot of draft picks. And I always say, well, who's making the draft picks? Because Baltimore doesn't always have a lot of draft picks, but they sure are good. Green Bay doesn't always have a lot of draft picks, but they really are good. The Jags will have another top 10 pick. This is the 14th time in the last 15 years. So the last 14 years, the Jags have picked 8, 8, 10, 10, 5, 2, 3, 3, 5, 4, 29, 7, 9, and 1. Stat of the day, <laughs> stat of the day, da, da, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what, what? stat of the day. Uh, by the way, Dallas and Arizona joining the Bengals and Patriots in clinching playoff berths, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Every year since 1990, at least four teams have made the playoffs after missing the playoffs the previous years. And that's where you look at the schedule. That always helps out. And the NFL is, uh, you know, it gives a, help, a helpful hand to these teams that if you didn't play well, you didn't make the playoffs, we're going to try to make your schedule a little bit easier. Dallas Cowboys are still an enigma to me because what was supposed to be their strong suit, their, you know, what they lead with was a great offense. Do you know who led them in rushing yesterday? Anybody want to guess? Pollard? I believe Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. led them in rushing. That's not a good sign. And... You know, he fumbled the ball. He fumbled a couple of times. But that's one of those, you're playing at home against Arizona. And I'm not all in on Arizona. But I give them credit because Kyler Murray came to town, where he's from. He doesn't lose in that stadium, even going back to high school. And they end up picking up the win. I was really surprised at that. Because I kept thinking, Arizona is the better team. They're going to win this game. And I think it was 19-7. to And you kept waiting for the Cowboys to be the Cowboys, and and that's the problem. You know, when you start to look at these teams, how are you in a game where you don't play your best? That's what somebody's going to have one of those games in the playoffs. Can you win a game when you don't play well? And that's what makes me concerned about the Rams and Dallas. Do I think they're capable? Absolutely. But you now you're saying, okay, I got to rely on the defense to win the game. You know, Von Miller at the end of the game. Micah Parsons making a play. Diggs making a play. Ramsey making a play. Like you almost have to overcome what the offense is not doing. And that's really the surprising part of that. Because Green Bay is getting healthier and going to get back three of their best players. And they've gotten to this point and they've got the home field advantage. And this will be a true home field advantage. Because last year, you didn't have the crowd there at Lambeau. Everybody has to go there. And Green Bay feels like the most consistent team. And come playoff time, and you get an extra week's rest, um, you know, Is and I still feel Kansas City is the team to beat in the AFC, even though, give credit to the Bengals. That's a big-time win.
4: Yeah, Paul. We were just discussing it. It feels like Green Bay has to make the Super Bowl. You know, winning is a different thing, but, like, there's, there's – Openings at every other NFC team. There's issues with every other NFC team, and it's January.
5: And there's a lot of speculation that if Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, more likely to leave. I don't know anything. I don't have any inside information on this. It was a gut feeling that I told you that Rodgers was going to play this year. Didn't think he was going to play uh, in Green Bay after this season. Felt Denver was loading up to get Aaron Rodgers. Did speak to a source with uh, the Broncos that they know Green Bay loves draft picks and that they will load up for Aaron Rodgers. Do I think that was Russell Wilson's last game, home game in Seattle? Unless Pete Carroll leaves, I believe it's Russ's last game there. Now, there, there's a lot of money to be paid to Russell Wilson, but if you're going to... I, I just think they're stuck in neutral. You know, they're, they're a, an eight- or nine-win team. At best, it feels like. Even though last year... Now, keep in mind, they won 12 games, I think, last year. And Russ wasn't happy. So how do you think he's going to be with this season? And do I think he's going to be there? I don't. I don't know if Pete Carroll's going to go, okay, for the betterment of the team and the organization, I'm going to step aside. I don't think that Pete and Russ are going to coexist. It just doesn't feel... I still feel like this is more of a... Matthew Stafford Lions situation where, hey, let's part ways. Let's do it in a professional manner. You guys get what you think you can get, you need to get, and I can go and play where I want to play. That's my gut feeling on this. I don't know, but I do think you're going to have some teams that are going to be inquiring about the possibility of would Russ waive his no trade clause. So this, this will have to go through the agent. You're going to get teams, GMs, that are going to call the agent and say, would Russ waive his no-trade clause to play for us? Right? That's what I think is going to happen. Then all of a sudden the wheels are in motion. Now he's mentioned a couple of teams. He's expanded his uh, list there. And I do think that that's on, and I think that's a front burner issue there. I think this is Ben Roethlisberger's final home game. I was surprised that he was coming back. But... I think this is Ben's last game at home. Yeah, Paul.
4: Going back to Russell, the one team I keep thinking about is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. It's not a rebuild project, but I think Seaton maybe two months ago mentioned the New York Giants, which does make a lot of sense. they got draft capital and, you know, big market. But the Saints feel like they have a really good defense and some pretty good offensive skill position players on the line. And they're kind of stuck in this nomad land of quarterbacks. You know, I don't know if Taysom Hill is going to get you to a Super Bowl. No, he's not. He makes me watch. I'll watch the Saints.
5: No, I like watching Taysom Hill. I don't don't want him as my quarterback. I think that Russ, you know, that would be a place where you could have a nice landing. You got a great coach, offensive-minded coach. I don't know what happens to Michael Thomas. You still have Alvin Kamara. That defense has been pretty good this year. But, you know, how many other teams? And is Denver involved with Russell Wilson? Or is Miami involved in all of this? Yes, he
0: is Russ the kind of quarterback that then would make the Saints more appealing,, uh, excuse, the Saints more appealing to like other free agents sort of the way Brady did with the Buccaneers? Is he that kind of quarterback that like, oh I'll, I'll go to New Orleans to play with Russ?
5: I, I can't put him on the level with Brady because it always feels like with Brady, you're gonna, you're going get a chance to play in a Super Bowl. You know, Russ hasn't been there in a while. I mean he was there last year as a guest. But he was there though. Yes, he was. I counted that yes, yes, as a was. Russell Wilson. That fan. doesn't count. That oh, doesn't count going to a Super Bowl. If that's Share the plane. case. I'm up there because I think I've been to 30 Super been Bowls. To a bunch. Yes, I have. I'm <laughs> up there. Uh, most pick sixes thrown since 1991. Uh, the first quarterback on this list. Everybody should get.
4: Yes, Paulie. This might not be back enough. Matt Schaub, when he was a Houston Texans, was a pick six machine. Nope, Todd. My friend Philip Rivers.
5: Philip Rivers is fifth on the list with 25. Peyton Manning is fourth on the list. Well, no, he's tied. There's a bunch of guys tied for second with 27. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, number one since 1991. Seaton, you do a great impersonation of him. Is it me? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Brett Favre. (laughs) Brett Favre. A lot of Hall of Famers on there. you you got to play a long enough time to get on this list. (laughs) you got to be good enough to keep your job when you keep throwing those big sixes.
0: Uh, 32 for Brett Favre. I still wonder where Jameis is on there somehow. Jameis Winston? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's on pace. Uh, uh, All right, we'll take a break. We'll
5: get to uh, more phone calls. Carson Palmer will join us. Coming up next here, 16 after the
2: hour, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. the competition. Listen to I want your flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan
3: Byer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.
5: If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been... You're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan, with energizing comfort features that recharge you the boundlessly capable eqs suv a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before and of course the magnificent eqs the flagship of all evs delivering the mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale the vehicles are all electric the feeling is all mercedes learn more at your local dealer or
7: mbusa.com slash eq All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
5: Carson Palmer, his appearance brought to you by the CBD trusted by professional athletes. Level Select CBD. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. $30 off your entire order today. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Go to levelselectcbd.com. As we say good morning, as we always do on Monday, to Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. I was curious. If I go back to your days at USC, when you knew you were going to be the number one overall pick, but let's say you were playing in the peach bowl not a playoff game would would Carson Palmer of today play in a game like that
6: I would have um back then it just wasn't heard of I mean really nobody had really really done it until Christian McCaffrey did it at Stanford and I don't remember what bowl game it was but it wasn't the orange bowl sun and I remember at the time the sun bowl yeah Um, I remember at the time thinking, well, he should have a pretty good idea on what's right, knowing his dad's Ed McCaffrey and played in the league for a long time. So he's probably got some really good guidance on this. Uh, And being a running back and the hits they take and the pounding that they take and the possibility of injury is probably greater than a quarterback. But it just wasn't heard of until Christian McCaffrey did it. And now guys are doing it week in and week out as we get to bowl season. uh, And you just don't know who's available. But back then when I was playing, it was just a chance to play one more game at the end of the day in college football you only get like 12 opportunities to put put film out there to get drafted so you know my mindset back then and and a majority of all college football players mindset was you need game film you need opportunities and and chances to shine and, and show what you can do for nfl teams to be able to draft you so it was just one more opportunity to go out and perform and, ho- and possibly get drafted higher.
5: Yeah, but you knew you were going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, or you were going to win the Heisman. You were going to be a top five pick. Do you play in a game, if you had that season at USC, would you be playing in a meaningless bowl game, a, a, a non-playoff game now? Would you be like Kenny Pickett, or would you be like Matt Corral?
6: I, I would play. I mean, I, I I played in the Senior Bowl, which, which wasn't okay. really for a, a a championship or really anything, you know, for your college career. Um, but the senior bowl came along and I got invited and I wanted to go and play and, and compete against those guys. I do understand it. I mean, at, at this, uh, it, you know, I understand part of it. Guys don't want to get hurt. Guys don't want to hurt their their draft stock, but now guys can also actually make money in college and and put some money in the bank. Um, so you've had an opportunity to earn some money and, and put some money away for, you know, for the rest of your life. Now you're, you're hearing about, you know, Bryce at, at Alabama, you know, has already made a million bucks in college. So, you know, when you weigh in the fact that back in the day, you couldn't make any money and guys didn't miss the opportunity to play in bowl games and now guys can make money and guys are dropping out of bowl games left and right because they're worried about their future earnings. So it's, you know, the correlation there doesn't make sense. I, I, I think you play. And if, if you really love playing the game and you love the opportunity to compete with your guys, the guys you came in with, your your, you know your, your freshman class and, and all that. There's so many little added things that go into it that you know, I, I, I have a tough time watching guys not play.
5: Aaron Rodgers was asked about playing against the Lions. They've wrapped up the number one seed in the NFC. And, of course, he's been battling the toe injury. And I was wondering, does he even play in this game? Um, your thoughts on Rodgers playing or not playing in a meaningless game against the Lions?
6: I think the most valuable player trophy means a lot more to aaron than than a lot of people realize, and I think he's still got a chance to win the mVP. He's possibly the front runner if not in the top three. He could use three or four more touchdown passes, another four hundred yards, another you know another statistically um dominant performance in order to be in in you know in the running at the end of the year for the m v p so I see him playing. And on top of that too, when we're talking about a little, uh, a little bone in your foot, that's broken, that's not going to help that. In another week doesn't automatically fix that or change that. If it was a ligament um, issue or, or some damage to a muscle, maybe a hamstring pull or a quad pull, something like that, a week can be, um, you know, a, a, an immense amount of, 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 healing time. But when you're talking about a broken, a broken pinky toe or a broken foot, it's just not enough to, to miss an entire an entire week's work and another chance to go out and statistically have a great day.
5: You're the first person to answer it, I think, correctly. And that is that M- that MVP for Aaron Rodgers this year is an FU to a lot of people. And I think that that might be at the crux of this, that he can say to the Packers, hey, my foot, my toe, it's not going to get any better. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse. But uh, we're a number one seed. I don't want to be not playing for two weeks because if you don't play against Lions, you don't play in that first week of the playoffs. I want to be ready to go. And at the crux of this is probably, and it'd be nice to go back-to-back MVPs.
6: No doubt. I mean, he hasn't talked about it. He can't talk about it. Anybody that's played and, and been in his position before, you know, that that is extremely important. That's another... Just another little piece of leverage as he yeah. moves into this offseason. We don't know which way he's going. It's just another little bit of leverage, and leverage is everything in this game.
5: Should Baker Mayfield play against the Steelers tonight?
6: Absolutely, hundred um, percent. He Baker's got to prove himself, and, and unfortunately, he hasn't done enough to prove himself as being the the future and the franchise and the. You know, long term six, seven, eight year contract guy in.
5: But he's injured in, though, Carson. And if he hasn't proven to you yet, I don't know if playing tonight against the Steelers does anything.
6: True. it, it You know, he can go out and, 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 you know, operate at 60 or 70%, and 60 or 70% for Baker, you know, isn't enough to beat a, a rivalry team and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. So, no doubt, but knowing Baker, he he's got that mentality. He's not gonna let anybody, you know, take his spot. He doesn't want um, you know, he doesn't want to have the opportunity to stand on the sideline, and watch somebody else play his position. He's very competitive. He's mm. ultra, ultra competitive. So I, I just I think he plays and, and there's no doubt about it.
5: <sighs> yeah, I wonder about it because he hasn't played well and You're playing against Steelers. It'll be big. I know it's a rivalry game, but it's a game that doesn't really mean anything. I I don't know. It feels like he could do more harm than good. Uh, Speaking of which, Antonio Brown, um, do you have any idea who he is?
6: Yeah, he's uh, a constant distraction I mean, now, now we, Dan, we talk every week and I talk all, all the time about just these distractions, this this issue that this team has to answer questions. Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Fournette, all, all these guys, they're going to be talking about Antonio Brown all week. Bruce Arians is going to go into every – he's got three pressers this week. Every press conference he's going to go into, he's got to talk about Antonio Brown and got it. It's, it's just another distraction. Unfortunately, I think we've seen the last Antonio Brown. I'd be shocked if somebody else gave him another opportunity. Um, but really, really disappointed. I mean, he was such a great player. He blew so many opportunities and, and really got in his own way. He consistently got in his own way in, in Pittsburgh, and we saw what happened there. He got in his own way in Oakland, Las Vegas. We saw what happened there. He now got in his own way in Tampa. And the third time's the charm. I, I think we've seen the end of, of one of the most talented, uh, athletically given uh, receivers that I've had an opportunity to watch with, with my eyes on a field, and it's just unfortunate.
5: We're talking to Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback. I, I go back to that cheap shot by Vontez Burfecht, and I, I don't know if one hit changes you, but it felt like, and, and I could be way off, a base here, but it felt like that he, he became something different then or something happened to him and maybe he was a diva all the time, but I, I don't know. Just I still go back to that and I thought about that yesterday as he's leaving the field. I'm, I go back to that shot he took from Vontez Burfik.
6: I disagree. I, I don't think it's one hit. I don't think it's one play. I think it's a combination of fame, money, power, um, you know, he he got a taste of that he was an undrafted guy or a, a late round draft pick from a school that a lot of people, you know, didn't know how to football team. He started off on the practice squad. He worked his way up. He went from no fame to one of the most famous players in the NFL in those couple of years there in Pittsburgh. And some guys, it's just too much to handle. Some guys can't deal with it unfortunately, the more fame, the more, the more respect, the more power he's gotten to be able to show up and not want to put cleats on or whatever that issue was in Las Vegas with his cleats and his burnt feet. You know, once you get a taste of that fame and that power, um, you know, unfortunately some guys can't handle it and it just looks like he couldn't handle it because the situation was so good with John Gruden there playing for the Raiders and Derek Carr and that system would have been so good. Not that the system wasn't so good for him with Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. I mean, another great situation. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall with Ben, you know, getting older and going downhill, but there he was in playing for the Raiders in a great situation. Then New England and then Tampa. I mean, the the situations and, and the quarterbacks he's had a chance to play with, not everybody gets that opportunity. And not very many guys would, would absolutely ruin those opportunities, and we've seen him consistently ruin every opportunity he's gotten.
5: Matthew Stafford fascinates me and worries me, all in the same game, and not necessarily in that order, Carson. What concerns do you have, if any?
6: Well, just like you said, the inconsistencies. I mean, some of the balls he throws, there's only two or three other guys in the league can actually throw that ball. And then some of the balls he he throws, there's a whole bunch of guys across the country that could throw those and make that decision. Um, you know, it's at some point, you know, we're starting to get into past that point of where it's a new team, it's a new offense, it's a new system, they're new receivers. He's had plenty of time to consistently work with those guys and develop rapport and trust and respect with those guys. Unfortunately, there's times he just doesn't look on the same page where he's expecting a guy to be a little higher in a route or a little flatter in a route, and he's off one way or the other. So we're getting to that point where it is starting to be concerning because they've had plenty of time to work and and develop that relationship and that rapport. Unfortunately, we're getting to that time where one of those decisions, one of those errant throws can cause you to go home and, and not no longer play in the playoffs. So it's absolutely concerning. Um, they have enough talent. They have enough um, just raw athletes on both sides of the ball to overcome one of those in the playoffs. But when you start talking about one or two of those decisions in the playoffs, in the playoffs, those can bite you in the butt.
5: How do you utilize Cooper cup? Because he's not your prototypical number one, wide receiver, wide guy, speed guy. So as a quarterback, how do you utilize? Well, I know they've done a pretty good job because he's got, you know, 1800 yards this year. But what, what is it, that, you know, how do you utilize somebody who doesn't necessarily beat you with great speed?
6: You just get the ball in his hands. Get, get the ball in his hands. Give him as many chances. He had a play, he was he had a six or seven yard gain on third down and it looked like he was going to step out of bounds and, and somehow, some way he made a cut back in bounds and got another 15 or 20 yards out of a play where you're just going, there, there's nothing left in this play except for a guy like Cooper Cup who can just, like a magician, find a way to, to almost step out of bounds, but cut back against the grain and make three guys miss. Uh, you don't got to, It's not about running four two. It's not about a 45 inch vertical jump. It's about when the ball is in your hands, what do you do with it? And he consistently from, from week one of his rookie year until right now he's consistently made plays. He's consistently created separation to get open and then his yak and, and, and yards after the first touch, I mean, he's breaking tackles. He's spin moving. He's cutting against the grain. Uh, he may not be the prototypical four-two, 42 inch vertical guy, but he's a number one. Uh, you know, he's a number one threat from a receiver position in just about every offense across the league. Everybody would take him.
5: Great stuff. Great to talk to you again, Carson. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year to you and the, the family.
6: Thanks, Dan. Happy New Year.
5: That's Carson Palmer, his weekly appearance during the NFL season, brought to you by our partner, Level Select CBD. Looking for next-level relief, visit levelselectcbd.com. A couple more phone calls here, best and worst of the weekend. John in Colorado, been holding a while. John, thank you for your patience. What's on your mind?
2: Hey,
0: morning, DP. Good morning, John. Uh, I got a uh, best and a best for you. Okay, John uh first best my Raiders going on the road um and getting a big win in Indianapolis second best which I thought was going to be a worst despite playing Jamar Chase in my fantasy football championship I uh was pretty bummed yesterday morning but uh ended up pulling out the victory there at the end
5: all right well congratulations John
4: Oh Dan, did, why'd you hang up? on I want to hear more about his fantasy team. Yeah, like, I you, love hearing about other people's know fantasy teams.
5: You I love hearing about fantasy teams.
4: Dan, he had Jamar Chase. It, no, he was going against Jamar oh, Chase. Oh, Jamar, oh, going yes, against him. Yes, yes. See, I, if I'd heard more, I would have known. Yeah, I know, I know.
5: Uh. <laughs> Whenever, like, you're watching a game, it's either somebody's betting on a game or their fantasy team and one of their players. It's always when they do well. Oh, I got him on my fantasy team. And then I go, "How many fantasy teams do you have?" Four. Well, hell, you got everybody in the league. Somebody betting? Oh yeah, I had him. I gave the points. And I go, like, "Okay, who else did you have?" And I used to do this when I was gambling. You'd be like, "Hey, how'd you do on that game?" Yeah, I won. Don't ask me about the other ones because I didn't. Uh, let's see, Barry in Long Island. Good yontif, Barry.
7: Much naches. Happy New Year. I am felling. By the way, if uh, Seaton needs a wacky sidekick on his cross-country roadie. Uh, I'm available. I'm a good conversationalist, but I also want to keep my yap shut to let the situation breathe. So, you know, think about it. Seton, are you interested
5: Uh, in Barry from Long Island going cross country with you? I'm not not interested. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Look, we'll talk. We'll talk. So it's not a it's not a no, Barry. Not a no. Okay. All right. Look, you know, we can work with that. Uh, the, uh, best of the weekend was the odd couple marathon, uh, New Year's Eve through New Year's day, uh, worst of the weekend, my new York jets. Yep. Um, look, we know that Brady was going to drive for a touchdown either way. So I would have kicked the field goal and taken my chances in overtime.
5: Well, we'll never know, Barry. Thank you for the phone call. And don't call us, we'll call you as far as Seton uh, taking you on the road. How many people can we get in the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van? That's a great question. And how many would you would you be willing to maybe
0: take some uh, listeners with you cross-country? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would be willing to do that for sure, <laughs> especially Barry. That's He strikes me as the kind of fellow no. who you'll be driving through like Arkansas or whatever. So, you know who's buried right over here, actually? Interesting story. <laughs> He's probably a fascinating person. Maybe you could pick up people along the way
5: in Ooh. in different cities one a day. Yeah. All right. Like you pick up somebody wherever, you know, we, we have so many great affiliates. And I'm not talking about hitchhikers. <laughs> I'm just talking about <laughs> listeners. <laughs> like, like, you know, each radio station, they'll pick a listener that they can go with us. And then you stop by in Des Moines. Yeah, Des Moines. Des Moines. And you, I was telling that story over uh, the holidays. And uh, we, Paulie and I, were flying from Westchester Airport to Chicago. And we're in the back. And there was uh, a a young flight attendant. Uh, I don't think she'd been on the job that long. And we were striking up a conversation with her. And then she was like, "Uh, excuse me, I have to make an announcement. And then she made the announcement that uh, we are uh, going to be stopping in Chicago. And then, uh, you know, those who are going to, uh, you know, whatever, get off the plane. Uh, You have to stay on the plane for those who are going to Desmoné. And I went... Oh my God. Our girl just said Des instead of Des Moines. Yes, Paulie. It was so
4: great because she goes, thank you for joining us. And we're gonna stop in Chicago. Then we'll be on to long pause, long pause. Desmonets. Desmoné. <laughs> Monet. Like we're going to France. Bordeaux and then Desmonet. And we're trying to be nice. Oh.
5: And then she came back, and I think I it was either Paulie said to me or I said to Paulie. Which which one of us tells her it's it's Des Moines?
4: I don't think we either told her because there's a lot of rumbling in the cabin. People there was are laughing.
5: some giggling, and uh, maybe somebody else told her, but I I didn't have the heart because she was she was very nice. Then
4: we're on to Omaha <laughs> and Lincoln, Nebraska. Omaha. Omaha. Oh. <laughs> Where... Warren Buffett lives in Omaha. Oh, if you look to your left, you'll see Warren Buffett's house in Omaha.
5: Oh, Todd, I can see your mind racing. You're trying to come up with a topper here.
1: No, it just sounded like a condiment, like, you know,
5: Hold the Desmonaise I don't like that.
4: She stretched it, too. She goes, desmonaise. <laughs>
5: Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right
2: after this Dan Patrick show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on a play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go. You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.
0: And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy.
5: The truly brilliant all-electric EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz features some of the smartest tech ever to grace four wheels. With Dynamic Select, you can fine-tune hundreds of vehicle settings to precisely match your driving style. And available in off-road mode, transparent hood lets you see through the sheet metal to steer clear of bumps and potholes directly beneath you. How about that? A 360 array of cameras and sensors constantly alerting you for danger, while 64-color ambient lighting lets you fully customize the ambiance inside the spacious cabin. The EQE SUV is so smart, even the headlights are thinking. Optional digital light technology projects navigation markings and warnings on the road ahead as you drive. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Test drive the EQE SUV. Learn more at mbusa.com slash eqe-suv.
7: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime.
0: Now Hughes, centering try. Broken up by Orlov in front. Devils are on the loose puck. Hughes across. Here's Heaster shooting. He scored! Nico Heaster wins it in overtime.
5: Hallelujah. That's courtesy of MSG Network. Make sure you pick up your Discover credit card. Real credit card questions require real people. Somebody who understands your issues works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover is uh, offering helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Paulie had a uh, interesting story while on vacation. Would you uh, care to summarize?
4: Yeah, I guess, you know, what you see those videos on Facebook and other places of people, Karens or Kens, people freaking out about little situations. Yeah. Is that fair to say that's been a popular thing to see the past two years? Yes, it is. I encountered my first one. I was at a unnamed ski resort. And if you have ever been skiing, the line sometimes can get quite busy at the Mm -hmm. ski lifts. Mm -hmm. And there's a person up front, I would call them like an expediter. It's a staff member of the uh, the, um, ski resort. And they're trying to get people on the chairs and get them up and keep them moving. People like that person. That person is doing their job. And it's a tough job. People want to get up the ski lift. There was a woman who was first in line of the singles line. If you're in a singles line, they throw you on with any other group of people to keep it moving. And the, the ski lift is actually moving the entire time, as you know if anyone's ever been skiing. And the guy goes, all right, ma'am, you're next. Go, go. And she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he is not being terse in any way, the guy who was running the ski lift on He was just saying, it's your turn. He's queuing her to jump in and go so people don't get knocked over and crushed by the ski lift. Mm. She goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. She goes, how about some niceness when you ask? And everyone just stopped. I mean, hundreds of people around there, and the people, especially up front, just stopped. Because I think the guy thought she was joking. And then she goes he, goes, he goes, what? He goes, no, you're on, you're on. He goes, say it nicely, be nice to me. Mm. And, and it was fascinating to see and people turned fast. Like, ma'am, she, he's just trying to get people on the ski lift. She says, yes, but he doesn't have to give me attitude. And so she starts going out onto the ski lift and karma ensued. She didn't go as she was told to the ski lift area and the chair came around and as she was still giving attitude to the ski lift gentleman who was doing a fine job, mm. she got clipped and she went down. Mm. She was not injured because nobody wants to see anybody injured. Air quotes. But she, instant karma was, and, and I wouldn't say there was cheering in the line, but there was satisfaction in the line. Mm. It was wild to see. Eh?
0: Yeah, she, ski lines can be tough, man. <laughs> A lot of attitude. That's the mean streets of the ski line. Yeah. <laughs> the expediter. When you talk about how tough it was growing up, yeah, I
5: remember one time in the ski lift. I remember being in Aspen. <laughs>
0: oh, It was brutal. I got through it. Yes. When you talk about most dangerous jobs, actually, it's usually like lumberjack, coal miner, expediter on a ski lift line. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we're glad that you're okay, Paulie. Yeah, I made it. I'm going to make I make it through this. Bob in
5: Seattle. Hi, Bob. Best and worst of the weekend.
2: Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Six foot, old man, strong, 180. All right. And uh, the best of the weekend, the Seattle Seahawks taking a knee at the one-yard line, not to rub it into the lion's. And uh, the worst of the weekend, of course, is the Seattle Seahawks because they're going to look completely different next year. Yeah. Thank yeah.
5: you. All right. Well, thank you, Bob. Yeah. I mean, I hope Russ stays there, but I just, I, I don't know. It just feels like if there was a disconnect after a 12-4 and season, yeah, it, has to, it, it didn't help anything this past season. Uh, Christian in Utah. Hey, Christian.
6: Good, good morning, Dan. Good morning. Danette. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, my best of the weekend. I had the privilege to actually go to the Rose Bowl game in person. I mean, seeing the caliber of NFL talent on both sides of the ball, the records broken, the plays made, I mean, unlike any game I've ever been to. And I think I was blessed and lucky to be able to see a game of that kind of caliber. Yeah. And my worst of the weekend, obviously being a Utah fan, seeing the loss to Utah, I mean, Witt's been on a bowl-losing streak. It was felt like Utah's year to get over that hurdle for a bowl win, especially with the sad adversity they faced with the deaths on the team. But, you know, great game overall. Proud to be you. It's really big for their program.
5: Yeah, that was, it was fun, fun football. And, you know, Utah was just depleted in the secondary in Ohio State. Their so-called backup wide receivers, <laughs> they're setting records. See, that's why it's always tough when you're, when you're looking at Ohio State and you're trying to judge how good the quarterback is. Well, when you got those wide receivers, I go back to Dwayne Haskins. I mean, they're all high school All-Americans. All of them. It's not one of those, oh, we got this real feel-good story. This is a walk-on. It's like, no, these are guys... No, this isn't, let's put it this way. There's not going to be a Rudy sequel <laughs> based on Ohio statewide receivers. Paulie, uh, this day in sports
4: history. Well, 2010, Tony Romo of the Dallas Cowboys set a team record when he took every snap from the regular season, which allows us to play this audio again of Tony Romo from yesterday.
6: Yes, 100%, but I'm going for it on fourth down. Even with the game tight? Well, maybe not. Yeah, I guess you're right. Nah, I probably wouldn't. It depends. <laughs>
5: Can you imagine Tony Romo talking to uh, you know his head coach? Hey, you want to go for it? 100%. We're going for it. Wait, but it's tied. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, see.
0: Let's say by early, what we learned today is why Tony Romo chose the uh, broadcast booth instead of coaching. <laughs> coach, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know. For We're it. going for it. 100%. I don't know. I mean, it depends. What coach, it's tied.
5: Oh, um, yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> Wait, so what do you want to do? Eh, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh final results of the poll
4: question. Uh eighty-two percent think that Aaron Rodgers should not play mm, this weekend. Okay. Let's go around the room. What we learned on the program, I'll start. Back left, Todd Fritz.
1: Paul Feinbaum may be contractually obligated not to say anything bad about the national title game. Admits though, Alabama, Georgia, not good for college football.
5: Uh Seton O'Connor. Eh, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Depends. Paulie, what did you learn on today's program? Tony Romo, decisive. Todd, what did I learn today? Matthew Stafford's throat can be, oh, my God, great, or other times, oh, my God, bonehead. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight, the size of the fight in the SUV. I didn't say bonehead, by the way. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all-around support. Talk to you tomorrow.